بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد باب الوفاء بالعهد وإنجاز الوعد قال الله تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وأوفوا بالعهد إن العهد كان مسؤولا وقال تعالى وأوفوا بعهد الله إذا عاهدتم وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا أوفوا بالعقود وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا لما تقولون ما لا تفعلون كبر مقتا عند الله أن تقولوا ما لا تفعلون صدق الله العظيم This is a new chapter Imam Nawawi رحمه الله has given it a very simple title and it Actually, ironically, something that from a very young age in every ideology or every way of life or should we say every creed, whether it is Islam or not Islam, these are basic human traits and characteristics that are taught in every culture. To a far greater extent, these qualities or characteristics should be found in Muslims. Unfortunately, today, instead of being the norm, this has become the exception to the rule. Whereas, if you look at the verses of the Qur'an and the ahadith of Rasulullah pertaining to this, we will realize how important and fundamental and basic these qualities are. Al-Wafa bil-Ahd Fulfill your pledge. Whatever pledge you made, this should be fulfilled. Wa injazul wad and keep your promises. In other words, as we mentioned, basically, there must be weight to your zaban. When you give your zaban, you make a promise, you enter into a contract, then as a Muslim, it is absolutely essential and important that that zaban of yours, what you have promised to do, the contract you have entered into, must carry some sort of weight. It must be of absolute great importance to you that you fulfill that. Today, unfortunately, if you look, whether it's business world, whether it is our social world, we say things, very often we are dishonest, we are deceitful, we have absolutely no intention, we make promises that we have absolutely no intention of keeping. We'll see in these verses of the Qur'an and in the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi in fact in Islam, how grave this is. Not only are we tarnishing our own character, but we are tarnishing the very image of what it means to be a Muslim. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah Ta'ala when he speaks of him in the Qur'an particularly to the kuffar of Makkah we find that he is referred to in these terms min anfusikum sahibukum what this means one is that they came to you a messenger from amongst yourself elsewhere Allah says sahibukum your sati, your companion 
In other words, you interacted with this person. Before he claimed to be the Nabi of Allah, you interacted with this person. And that period of interaction caused you to arrive at a certain conclusion. Obviously, you couldn't conclude that he was the Nabi of Allah because Nabi Wasallam, up till that stage, up till the age of 40, never claimed to be Allah's Nabi. But what did they conclude about him? In the 40 years that they interacted with Rasulullah what did they conclude? Two things. Al-Amin al-Sadiq. That this is a person who is amanat dar. He does not deceive. He is trustworthy. And al-Sadiq, he is truthful. Allah Ta'ala in Jannat, the height of Jannat, the greatest goal or aspiration of Jannat, the ni'mat and bounty of Jannat and Paradise which will cause every other ni'mat and bounty of Jannat to pale into insignificance is that day which Rasulullah sallallahu used to make dua to Allah Ta'ala for Allahumma rzuqni ladhatan nadri ila wajhik that Allah bless me with the ladhat and ecstasy of being able to look directly at you when Allah will remove the veil between himself and the people of Jannah, the Hurs, the Anhar, the Qusur, the Ghilman, the palaces, the rivers, the streams, the maidens, all that in Jannah will cease to have any value compared to this one ni'mat of being able to look directly at Allah. And it comes in riwayat that on that first occasion when the Jannati will look directly at Allah, Allah will welcome them. And what will be highlighted? Musalleen, welcome to those who used to read Salah. Welcome Bissa'imin to those who used to fast. Welcome Bil Mujahideen to those who used to make jihad. Welcome Will Allah Ta'ala welcome them on the basis that they made hajj, they were musallis, they used to fast, they made jihad, whatever it is. We find in the riwayat the one quality that will be highlighted at this, which is the epitome and the height of Jannah, is Allah Ta'ala will say, Marhabam bis-sadiqeen. Welcome to those who used to speak the truth. Welcome to those who were honest who was sadiq, who was sincere and truthful. This quality will be highlighted at the height in Jannat. So coming back to the verses of the Qur'an, the first verse of the Qur'an which Imam Nawi rahimullah mentions, Allah Ta'ala says, وَأَوْفُوا بِالْعَهْدِ إِنَّ الْعَهْدَ كَانَ مَسْؤُولًا Then fulfill the pledge, fulfill the promises that you make. إِنَّ الْعَهْدَ كَانَ مَسْؤُولًا Certainly, don't doubt this questioning will occur when on the day of judgment with regards to the promises that you made. The next verse of the Quran, What is the first promise every one of us made? Even before we came to this dunya. Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِذْ أَخَذَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَنِي آدَمِ Allah Ta'ala says, we took an oath 
and an allegiance and a promise from the souls of humanity in alam arwah Allah Ta'ala asked the question, Alastu bi rabbikum, am I not your Rabb? Am I not your creator, your sustainer, your nourisher, your provider? Qalu bala. Everyone said yes. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. This is an oath. This is a contract that every one of us, when we recite the kalima, have made with Allah. One is to believe in the oneness of Allah, and the other is the total and complete devotion to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, وَأَوْفُوا بِعَهْدِ اللَّهِ The promise you made with Allah, the ahad you made with Allah, Allah commands you, fulfill this, إِذَا ahadtum. And when any other promise that you make, whenever you make that promise, fulfill it. The third verse of the Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala directly addresses the believers. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O people of Iman, O you who believe. أَوْفُوا بِالْعُقُودِ Aqt actually refers to a contract. When you sign a contract, when you enter into some sort of contractual relationship with another human being, even a marriage is a contract. Marriage is contract. Business contracts you have. So Allah Ta'ala says that, Awfu bil fulfill the dictates of that particular contract or promise that you have made. The fourth verse of the Qur'an which Imam Nawi rahimahullah brings, again, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O you who believe, لِمَ تَقُولُونَ مَا لَا تَفْعَلُونَ Why do you say that which you do not do? Why do you say that which you do not do? Why do you make promises that you don't keep? Why do you mislead people in your dealings with them? How, how is this viewed? Unfortunately, we don't understand the Arabic language. But if we had some sort of understanding, the next expression gives us an indication of how far away we should be from such behavior or conduct. Where we say things which we don't do, or we make promises that we don't keep. Allah Ta'ala says, Kabura maqtan indallah. Kabura maqtan indallah. It is the most hateful thing in the sight of Allah. It is a source of great anger to Allah Ta'ala. That you say that which you will not do. You make promises which you do not keep. You mislead people. It's mentioned that this particular verse of the Quran was revealed on one particular occasion that a group of munafiqeen, hypocrites, came to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they said, لَوَدِدْنَا أَنَّ اللَّهَ دُلَّنَا عَلَىٰ أَحَبِّ الْأَعْمَالِ إِلَيْهِ فَتَعْمَلُوا بِهِ They said, we are greatly desirous that Allah Ta'ala should show us which is the most beloved action to Him so that we may practice upon it. فَأَخْبَرَ اللَّهُ نَبِيَّهُ أَنَّهُ الْجِهَادِ Allah Ta'ala informed His Nabi Wasallam at that time that the most beloved action to Allah is jihad, striving in the path of Allah. When this was ordained upon them, نَكَلَ مِنْهُ بَعْضُهُمْ Then they turned away. Some of them turned away from this. First they asked what is the most beloved so that they may practice and when it was something that they didn't like, they turned away from it. One narration is that this ayat was revealed at the onset of the occasion of the, or, the, or the battle of Uhud where in the beginning stages the munafiqeen 
abandoned Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Another opinion of the Mufassirin that this verse was revealed, fil munafiqeen, with regards to the hypocrites. Ya'iduna nasr al-mu'mineen wa la They promised to help the believers and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, yet they did not keep their promise. They did not fulfill that promise. Before we go into the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam pertaining to this particular chapter, as I mentioned, keep your promise, let your word have weight. This is something every culture advocates. To a greater extent it should be found in Islam. Every ordinary home also, you'll find parents telling their children this. Yet unfortunately, and it seems very simple, but yet unfortunately, this is greatly lacking amongst us. And we'll see from the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that how importantly and seriously the shariat views this. This is something that is part of adab and etiquette that we become very, very conscious of this. Honesty, integrity, there being weight in our word, our dealings being correct. We are not only required this by shariat, we are ambassadors of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on this earth. Like I said, before we start with the ahadith, obviously we've already run out of time. The ulama mentioned, they say pledges are of three types. One is a pledge or a promise which you have made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As we mentioned in alam arwah or even the kalima when you recite, this is a pledge and a promise you have made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you enter Islam and you recite the kalima, you pledge to be obedient to Allah and follow the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then you get that type of pledge which ulama say you make to yourself. In other words, you take an oath that I'm going to do some good deed. I'll keep so many fasts or I'll give sadaqah or I'll give charity. Person, what we call nadar, takes an oath. That is another type of pledge and it is essential that one fulfills this. If one takes an oath or a pledge to do a certain action for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the third is the more commonly, common meaning that is given to this. That is the oath or contractual obligation that exists between peoples, whether people, whether they are Muslims or non-Muslims. If there is a contractual obligation that you have entered into, then it is essential and important. This includes business transactions, marriages, etc., that we fulfill the dictates of such a contract. Like your stuff, one.